the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Keith Richards is in the studio. He's going to be talking stocks today. In a strange, strange way. I might give my life up for Keith Richards. The idea of being a rock star, um, smoking nonstop and drinking nonstop, not all that exciting to Rob Black, but being a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I might enjoy that. So what has the pandemic changed? I think that's probably one of the biggest questions we all should have right now. Um, we've seen the stock market drop from a correction, 10%, to a bear market down, holy mackerel, 30 to 40% in some sectors. But we also saw it roar back, and we saw sectors roar back. Big tech comes to mind, Apple, Amazon. Uh, Microsoft, Netflix, <laughs> yeah, they had a great drop, huge recovery, and then earnings hit. And maybe they might have got ahead of themselves. But the big boys, Google stock went higher because we're using more Google at home. Amazon went higher because we're using more Amazon at home. Netflix went higher because we're using more Netflix at home. And I thought incorrectly, maybe the market's smartly figuring out that they don't have to produce content for the next year because COVID's in the way, but people still have their subscriptions. So Netflix comes out and says, no, 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 no. Rob got that one wrong. We actually are going to have to spend more money next year because everyone's consuming all of our content now. Okay. Okay, okay, didn't see that one coming. But that's an interesting one. For the record, Netflix finally has me. They had me at hello. No, they did not have me at hello. I've always thought that their content's a little bit on the average side. Eh, I like Dana Carvey, but I'm not paying for Dana Carvey in a, in a movie theater. Ah, I like Adam Sandler, but I'm not paying for Adam Sandler in a movie theater. And then last year they came out of nowhere and they had this like space one. Where they're they're on another planet, or they're the Earth is being destroyed. They have to get another planet. They have the the rocket ships to do it. It was awesome. And guess what? They did, they, they weren't American. They weren't English. They were Chinese. Awesome. And then they came out with Money Heist, which is probably the greatest TV show of all time, in my opinion. I know you're saying no. I've watched one episode of it. It is almost as good as Breaking Bad. Uh, I've I've had more conversations about Money Heist than any other TV show I've ever talked about. Um, just so you know, in college, my goal was to be a, a writer on a TV show. 
Um, that was my goal. That was my dream as a high school going to college, whistling like everything is wonderful. Everything is great. I'm going to be a writer. And I was. And one of the, the freaky deakiest thing about it is that you don't get paid until six months after a project is done. So coming out of college, I had to learn how to not only get a job, but how to live off money I wasn't given until after a project is completed. And then I had to figure out paying my own taxes. Turns out I was better than my stockbroker. I love Rob Black. That's the T-shirt everyone in America one day will wear. Hopefully it's not when I'm dead. Hopefully I get to see it, you know? Like that whole you die and they come to your house and tell your spouse or your children how great you are. And they're like, my children never knew. That's sweet. Now, I, I want people to wear I love Rob Black shirts while I'm alive. Really? Okay, so COVID is changing things. Black. 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 Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So COVID is pushing things forward. We saw it with tech companies. The idea is that we're now addicted to our cell phone. The Apple's doing well. We're addicted to not going to store. Amazon's doing well. The idea that our kids may not go to school and Google's got a classroom, a, a suite of classroom products, including a very snazzy calendar. So teachers can say, uh, Junior, you need to turn this in. So we've seen some, some, some sectors that have been winners. There's a stock that I like very much. I like you a lot. I know you're saying, was that your, your game when you were 20 and not not settled down? You just went up to people and said, I like you a lot. I love it. I love it. I love it. Pretty much so. So, <laughs> big tech, I love. I've made a career on big tech. I've made a retirement on big tech. But I do want to say things like healthcare is wonderful. It is unbelievable. The amount of telehealth we've done in the last four months, testing, diagnostic equipment, digital records, personalized medicine. Um, we're getting better at understanding drug development and the risk taking involved in it, drug uh, pr procurement and how you distribute it. And then drug interactions like we're doing great. I know you're saying I don't feel that, Rob. Telehealth probably was going to linger and kind of do okay and make a little bit of inroads for some parts of our culture. Um, now when you have that itchy rash, itchy rash, you can just get online and say, hey, Doc, I got an itch, itchy rash. And Doc says, where? And you go, I'm a bet. He goes, okay, bend over, pull down your pants and show me. <laughs> and you're going to be putting your butt in front of a camera because of COVID. But no more itchy butt. I know you're saying, did you have to use that as an example? Surveillance. Have we not seen what's happened in the last 120 days? Do not be a racist in public. I know you're saying, did he just say it in public? Was he saying, if you want to do it in private? Whatever you want to do it in private, I don't care. I don't care. It's none of my business. That's how I believe in democracy and government. Behave yourself. If you want to fall in love with a goat and marry a goat, that's fine. But now more people have video cameras and more businesses have video cameras than ever before. I'm amazed. If you were to tell George Orwell, or we go back to 1900 and say, hey, we people of San Francisco, the World Fair's coming and there's going to be a big earthquake and a big flu. You might want to be ready for it. 
they would say, uh, did you learn about that in a newspaper? No, it's all cell phones now, right? Everyone has a camera. Everyone has a way of recording thoughts. Even the monkeys of our society, and I'm one of those said monkeys, where I go, new operating system. The role of government, has that not changed dramatically in the last four months? Did COVID not have us look to the, the government figures and say, take care of us, do a good job, give us money when we cannot work, and give us medicine when we die or before we die? The role of government, I think we're a little – I'm not being political when I say this. I'm just trying to like look at it from a distance and tell you from an uh, investor standpoint, we're becoming a little bit more socialist. We want the government to take care of us. I'm talking about things that have changed due to the pandemic. I got more. What do you got? I'd love your feedback. Drop me an email, Rob, at newfocusfinancial.com. Thanks for going to the seminar. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So this is a band known as the Strumbellas. That's a great name. Um, <laughs> I had a name for a band that I was going to be in if I ever was in a band. And in my head, it was going to be called uh, well, Harbingers. The Harbingers. Because like, I had this image of like bad things coming with Rob Black. But I couldn't play an instrument worth squat, so no band for me. But this is Strumbella's, and um, I, I dig them. I follow them on Instagram. I follow bands on Instagram. I don't know why. I feel like maybe if I followed bands on Facebook, I'd look like a loser, and everyone of my friends would be like, you're like a band from 30 years ago. Yes, I like the Killers. And it's weird that as you get older, they're 30 years older, and you age with them in funny ways. But the Strumbellas is like my attempt to be young and new and youthful and beautiful and everything wonderful. So I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram has had a big push during COVID. You were tired of some of your social media, whether it be Twitter. It's got too much President Trump on it. Facebook's got too much of your Republican friend from southern L.A. who fights with your mother about swimming pools and whether or not Trump and Russia is an issue or not. So you're like, let's try something new. Let's try TikTok. And then like the government goes, do not use TikTok. TikTok is watching you. Do not use TikTok. It's a Chinese app. Do, take TikTok off your phone. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. We're like, I can't use TikTok. But then we get an Instagram. Snap, we've already been there and done that. And we're out, we've decided that one's for the kids. Adults just are not going to stick with it as a way of messaging. The question is Instagram. A couple days ago, Facebook announced during COVID that they're going to start kind of an Etsy kind of thing um, on Instagram. They're going to create a store-like environment. And I bring that up in large part not to to talk about Facebook. For the record, I oddly own shares of Facebook. It's one of the strangest purchases I've ever made. Um, Someone I loved wanted me to buy it. 
And when it IPO'd, I said, no. But I said, wait till it dips and that's when you buy it. So when Facebook opened at 40 and then it goes like 42, 43, 44, and they have no mobile strategy, no mobile strategy, no mobile strategy. They're kind of like desktop app. And then suddenly they have a mobile strategy. And the stock had fallen from $40 a share where it came public to 18 <clears throat> And that was your last chance to buy it on a discount. There's been a couple more moments in Facebook's history that has created an opportunity of maybe 10%, but not an opportunity of 40%. Um, Facebook announced a couple days ago, just quietly, yeah, they're going to put some warnings on political ads or something. Who cares? That's not the story that's going to get you Jones in. Here's the story. Facebook's going to introduce a new shopping page on Instagram. And you're like, oh, okay. They're monetizing it. They still have WhatsApp and they still have a war chest of money and a CEO who understands I'd rather buy an app that has the potential to be in a billion hands and an app that's really smart that'll fix Rob's insomnia. So that's the focus. Anyway, I'm talking a lot about what's happening in the pandemic. And the reason I brought that one up is because big tech has done great. A lot of it has been on the concept that we're pulling technology into our life. Facebook a couple weeks ago, not only did they announce Instagram shop, for lack of a better word, and that hurts Etsy and Shopify, maybe Amazon. Um, but Facebook also announced Oh, we could do 50-person videos. I was recently on a conference call with over 500 people. And Facebook is at the level of 50, which is fine. Tonight, tonight, I might say, let's do a little bit of drinky drinky. Hang out with my Facebook friends. Let's all dial them up. Get them on a conference call. Anyone can do that. So <clears throat> I like that Facebook – is acting a lot like Microsoft. In the 1990s, if a company came up with a great software idea, like doubling your hard drive with software, you'd be like, I went from 10 megabyte hard drive to 20. And this was in the day in time when that was like $900 for a teeny, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny little hard drive. So pulling tech forward has given these mega tech companies a huge valuation as we go. COVID's not been so bad for these guys. Mm. We've seen healthcare change with digital records and doctor visits. We've seen more tech-enabled surveillance. The role of government. Uh, Chad said something the other day. Globalization versus slowbalization. Slow as in like turtle slow. Globalization, the long-term phenomenon past 40 to 50 years have been an era of liberalization of economic policies, working with supply and demand chains around the world. COVID's been a pretty good test of globalization. Um, China, we don't like you. We're not going to allow flights into our country from you. Oh, let's just throw Europe in it too. But wait, wait. You're throwing Europe into a travel ban on top of China? Okay, I, okay, I get it. Well, that little semiconductor that you want it suddenly can't be packaged in Europe or manufactured in China as smoothly as easily. So learning that we have to be patient with our, our supply chain is pretty interesting. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I was, I was talking about RFID. 
and how our supply chain is getting smarter. It knows where everything is at every second. Now it knows where everything is at every second and it stresses about it because of how slow it takes to get to us. Something that I love. I love it. I love it. I love it. Have you ever had a sugar booger, a spouse, a loved one who you would give your credit card to and they would inevitably lose it? Where you'd be like, okay, let's share an account. I'm just going to give you your own. You don't even have to give it back to me. Just don't lose it. And they lose it again. And you're losing your freaking mind that every time you give them a piece of plastic, they lose it. But yet somehow their phone is always with them. Payments have jumped to the phone big time. Digital payments. I used to look at Apple Pay as kind of a cute novelty and like pet it on the top of its head. Oh, you're so cute. I'd use it like once a month. Now I use it for everything. I'm like, dear God, tell me I don't have to open my wallet. You mean I have to open my wallet and take a card out and give it? No, I don't have time for that. But I will look if I see if I have any instant messages and pay right now on digital payment. China, Europe, United States, we're all there now. China and Europe were ahead of us in digital payments. Now we've caught up to them. We'll talk about what has COVID changed. I bet dating has changed. In the 90s when AIDS started going around or becoming an issue or becoming dramatic, you had to have an AIDS test. When you were dating, you had to show someone like, I'm, I'm clean-ish. Will COVID be the same thing? We'll talk about love and COVID and COVID in the pandemic and COVID in you and COVID in the economy. I'm Rob Black talking all things COVID. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in to Rob Black and Your COVID. Whoa. I'm a little bit on the chunkier side <clears throat> at times. And uh, one of my kids knows that diabetes is in my family. So he says, why don't you name your show Rob Black and your diabetes? I'm like, well, why don't I name my show Rob Black and he's got he's got no kids? Um, <laughs> little- hey, Sam, don't be cheap. Pay my dad more money. And the one who's eloquent there is my good kid. The one who can barely speak and sounds like he's drooling on himself came up with a COVID uh, diabetes joke. Anyhow, anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. We're talking COVID and how things have changed. And I did my first doctor's appointment because I had the creepy crud, as Elvis referred to it. I had an itching problem in a sensitive area. That's terrible. In this case, it was in a sensitive area. But for the story, for the sake of the story, let's just pretend it was. And I was able to show the doctor on telemedicine, and he's like, I'll write you a script. Where do you want it sent? And I said, CVS is great. And then I was like, well, I don't want to go into a CVS because I see old people in there. And if you look at the stats, people over 80 die a lot from COVID. People over 60, they die pretty frequently, too. And I'm like, every time I go into CVS, it's people over 60, 70, and 80. So CVS sends it to me now. They drive it to me. It's been pushed forward. I never have to go in again to a store. It all started with gas stations, and I love them when you could pay at the pump. And now you don't even have to go into a doctor. You know, the idea of going to a hospital, a waiting room with other sick people because you have a little slight scratchy throat? No, 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 no. I'd much rather do that in time. So we're talking about how COVID has changed things. Digital payments. Everyone's paying with their phone now. 
it used to be like, do you take MasterCard? No, we don't take MasterCard. Do you take Discover? No, we don't take Discover. Where you had to like negotiate with a broker about what payment systems they had and didn't have. Now you just say, is this touchless? Can I, can I, does this take Apple? <clears throat> and you just pay at the kiosk. I love kiosks too. So healthcare has been pulled forward. The government, the role of government in our life. Hey, I want a paycheck too. I want COVID money. I want everything the government's handing out right now. Wait, cheese? Government's handing out cheese. But, you know, also what we're seeing is a lot more tech in, enabled surveillance. We're seeing the world figuring out supply chains. <clears throat> Are we okay that China manufactures all of our products that we want to use for Apple? What happens if there's a hiccup, a pandemic? <clears throat> so we've learned that our supply chain will slowble. It will slow down on a global level. Digital payment's important. Um, I was talking with Tony Mendez, BayAreLoanSource.com, good friend of mine. I have to imagine your industry has had some changes in the last 20 years that really caught some traction in the last three months. Whether it's you know filling out forms online, signing online. What has the mortgage industry seen change the most, Tony, due to COVID and the pandemic and face masks? Uh, good morning. Uh, you said that well. Uh, the, the industry has embraced technology over the last several years. Um, you know, coming out of you know the Great Recession was an eye opener for the business, saying we just don't know how to handle stuff. And um, a lot of companies were um, downsizing significantly. Now they have the technology to be able to do that: uh, work from home, process from home, underwrite from home. So the, coming out of COVID. Um, and the, you know the initial stages of it, they were able to embrace that technology and make it and make it work. Um, I continually say on on the show that I do, and try to tell people that it's still working. It may not feel like it for a lot of you know the, the news that people are hearing, but it's still working right now. Um, the, the, the other changes, uh, you know, like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are saying, we don't. We're going to do a lot more appraisal waivers. Um, we're going okay. to do a lot more drive-bys. We're going to uh, start in. Hold on, wait, wait. When you say drive-bys, I instantly think boys in the hood. I instantly think East <laughs> LA. I, I'm thinking uh, your mortgage lender is going to come by and shoot you. <laughs> well, a drive-by was a very popular um, appraisal method back before the Great Recession, the appraiser was just there to take a picture of the house and, and verify that it wasn't you know, a garage or something. And they were able to use that as collateral. Um, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have embraced that again, uh, including uh, the appraisal waiver. So that's uh, one of the things that have changed. I think we're gonna see probably more states adopt the virtual signings, uh, you know, the final documents. Because in California right now, you still have to sign that final you know, one inch, two inch thick package physically in front of a notary. Um, that was very difficult in the early stages of, of COVID. A lot of people were saying, I, I don't want somebody coming to my house. I'm not meeting someone. We had people, you know, stories about people going out in their patio and then the wind would blow all the documents everywhere and they'd spend 30 minutes putting them back together. Like it was, it was, it was horrible in the beginning. And you know, people figured it out and they got a little bit more comfortable. Um, but I, I, it's not just the mortgage industry. It's, it's the, the I think the, COVID's going to change the way people, and it's already changing the way people look at real estate and how, you know, people are going to own their houses longer. Even Robert Schiller came out and says, people are going to own their houses longer. They're getting these super low interest rates, which is also another benefit of 
I don't want to say benefit of COVID, but another side effect of it. A friend of mine in just, their houses longer. A friend of mine just got an apartment, and he's stocking it. He just moved out of his mind. He's not a friend; he's a coworker. Um, so he gets his first apartment, and he's stocking it with like massive LED lighting and and remote control and Alexa enabled assistance. And <clears throat> I'm like, you're spending a lot of money, dude, on your quote unquote first apartment. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going to be there forever, and you're going to regret some of these purchases. But he's, he's like, well, the, dude, I don't want to go out. People COVID. Are, people are doing that with their houses. They're, they're saying, you know, yeah. this is where we, we're going to live now. Uh, they're either going to go and buy a place that fits what they need. You know, maybe it is work from home. Maybe it's just, you know, out of the city. They don't want to, you know, restaurants, movie theaters, play, you know, par- parks are even closed. And they're like, you know, we're just, we want a better house. Or they're going to fix up the house that they live in, and they, they're going to get that super low interest rate, borrow some money to fix up their house if that's what they need and live in it for a long period of time. So that's also going to put a constraint on inventory down the road for, you know, uh, younger millennials that are looking to buy houses. So let me ask you a right pointed now, COVID question. Mm-hmm. Have you been waiting to buy a house? Are prices going down or are they going up? Is demand going up or is it going down? Um, because I think it's counterintuitive. Well, it, a lot of, a lot of people have been sitting on the sidelines. There was a survey that came out like 60% of uh, potential buyers were going to wait six months from the beginning of COVID. And a lot of those people are going to come back and buy. So th- there's going to be a lot more demand right now. Purchase applications out um, are outpacing supply. So, we all know the math on that. Supply is limited. It's going to drive prices or continue putting prices a little bit higher. Redfin is continually seeing um, large cities all across the United States and small cities uh, seeing over asking price, like 50%. It's like 54% of homes are seeing multiple offers or over asking price and, and, and bidding wars. So, yeah, there's demand. Uh, there's and there's no supply. So I continue seeing it, but I think we're at 4.6 year over year price growth. It's slowing down a little bit, but um, we're going into another buying season in, in the fall. And I think it's going to be it. just a late spring. Got it. Thanks. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at Bay area He's busier than ever. I thought COVID was keeping us all at home and we're like, you know, chicken coop in it, you know? Like, <clears throat> it'd be nice to buy a house. Let's take a look at a house, but we can't buy a house because we can't go out of the house. We can't get a loan. He's busier than ever. So speaking of great drive-bys, he, he said that's something that's changed in his industry where an appraiser can now, instead of putting on the scrubs and going into on the roof and under your house and <clears throat> checking to see if it truly is a good condition home for the buyer or the seller yeah, or the appraiser, the guy who's lending the money, that's now a drive-by? Which makes me think of Train, classic pop American band, California band. It was their sixth studio album, California 37. We're like, um, hmm. <clears throat> I knew their first one. I knew their second one. They had three, four, and five, but they had a sixth one? Yes. And it had a song on it called Drive-By. Pop song. Uh, <clears throat> buoyantly acoustic. Hook-laden melody. Peaked at number 10 on the American chart, says my uh, good friend. He's dead. Casey Case would say. Coming in at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. A double platinum certification. Two million sales in the United States. A top 10 hit in 13 countries. And now on your radio, because your dog died. 
of COVID. This is for you, COVID. You, you were the best dog ever. Drive by by train. They have had an amazing career. You know why? Because they should have peeked at that Tears of Angels song, and you should never have heard from them again. There should never have been an album three, four, and five, let alone a six. You know how they did it? Appealing to people like me. When I was 16, 17, there was a rebel named Howard Stern. I'd listen to him and pissed my dad off. So as I turned 25, I listened to him on my own. And it probably would have pissed my dad off, but he was dead. So he just laid there. Worms were eating him. And he's like, I'm not happy. So Train made friends with Howard Stern. And that's kept them relevant. Marketing post in, in the time of COVID. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Let's go to break. Be right back. Train taking a break. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Please note that this is not a competition. It is only an exhibition. Please, no wagering. Wagering? Oh, boy. This is kind of an embarrassing thing to admit. I get a little bit fed up with the news. Burned out. I can't watch it during COVID, how things have changed. Do you know what I'm watching now? Horse racing. It's the only live sport in town. Yes. Yes, Timmy fell down in a well. Horsey face. It's Sarah Jessica Parker, everyone. She's going to take me to save Timmy. She's got a new show coming out on HBO uh, called Horsey Tooth in the City, which, oddly enough, is exactly how it sounds. Sarah Jessica Parker's at the gate. Racing. So it's kind of funny. Um, I'm watching a little bit more horse racing, and I'm trying to figure out, is there any math to it that I can understand? See, I'm really, really good at understanding. I, baseball as a kid, it, it relaxed me to put me to sleep. My kids, my parents were able to give me a box score, give me a newspaper I could fall asleep just from looking at the 1976 New York Yankees and what he did. Um, Reggie Jackson, you know, Chris Chambliss, <laughs> Willie Randolph, Ron Guidry pitching. Numbers really relaxed me. I know you're saying, where's this going? I don't know. Can't it just be that? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. How COVID has changed things is kind of the theme of this hour, whether it be telemedicine, pushing forward how we consume media, getting kind of excited by Apple's announcement, their next phone's not going to be $1,200, but $1,000. You're like, I wonder if the parts have gone down in price or they're just desperate to get people to buy it this fall. fall. You know what I used to love about fall? It was meant back to school. You kind of like your kids and you hang out with them during the summer, but ultimately you get tired of them. You want the teacher to take them back. I don't even know what that means, but I love it. Yes, it's anarchy. Um, So what what has COVID changed? A lot of parents have put iPads and tablets in front of their kid and like watch your TV this way do your homework this way we've pulled a lot of things forward factory automation 
the news is being dominated right now by things like shortages of meat. Um, major packing plants swept by the coronavirus remain shut. Factory automation will be another global phenomenon. China, how they reacted to COVID versus how we reacted to COVID. I get the feeling that our media kind of painted a picture of them holding citizens at gunpoint. Do not leave the house if you have a fever and you try to leave your house. They check you for fever and they show you a gun like we're the bad guys. This is how we quarantine. But over the past decade in China, we've seen changes in their demographics. We've seen the government pushed for innovation, a broadening opportunities in healthcare and technology. China's showing the world stage. We're not the United States. The United States appears to be a little dysfunctional to the world. We didn't handle COVID as well as they did. And that's like, whoa. And the, what I'm telling you is business is being done with China. And business questions are, are being asked about the United States. Mobile computing and real estate. 4G enabled a number of new businesses in the last decade. Every time there's a big rollout of new technology, you get new applications that kind of catch up to it. We got 5G coming out. But real estate agents, and they had to figure out fast how to use the cloud, how to do distributed computing, how to do you know the downstream sales process versus the – I've got to be very careful in this day and age not to offend anyone. Even realtors. We actually call realtors. We call realtors like a soft L. Realtors. Um, but they've – gone remote and have done a nice job on it. I like the idea of you and me. Let's say I have a, a crush on you. I like the idea of you and I tonight watching a little Facebook video and then going, hey, hi, Barbara, let's look at some houses together. You know what that means? And she goes, I know what that means. And then my wife walks in the room and she goes, who are you talking to on Facebook? I'm like, no one, no one, no one, no one. Um, the number of divorces coming out of COVID on the rise. The number of babies coming out of COVID on the rise. Who are these people if you can't, how shall we say, see their teeth because they're wearing a mask? Who are these people who are having babies without seeing someone's teeth? It's very, very important that you have 32 teeth if you want that baby to grow up like it's normal. <clears throat> I know you're saying, where did you learn this parenting trick? I don't know. I think we should – if you have a license to drive, you should have a license to have a kid. But that's another government intervention into our life that I'd be willing to settle for. Anyhow, um, shareholders and stakeholders. I have heard so many freaking fracking conversations in the last two to three months about what do the millennials think. Um, I was on one call. I was overhearing one call where – the CEO is basically saying, okay, we're going to do some furloughs and this is what we're going to do. And we got to, you know, uh, we're, we're definitely focusing on Black Lives Matter. That's super important messaging we need to hear. And they, they let millennials in these town hall type meetings go, why do you make so much money? Why didn't you just, if you make $10 million as a director, why didn't you slash your pay and uh, make less money? And then we could keep everyone of our, like millennials never had a voice. Right? Good. And now shareholders and stakeholders are doing the same exact thing. <clears throat> kind of stepping up during COVID as I have an obligation to have an opinion. 
Anyway, things that changed during COVID. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I think the biggest one is telemedicine. I think that's going to have some crazy long-term effects. And then big tech just showed us how important they are entrenched into our lives. I think that plays out for another 10 years too. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.